Hello and welcome to this webinar on getting started with the National Library. My name is Sue and I'm a reference librarian here in the Reader Services branch. The aim of today's webinar is to help to explain to you what is available and to give you the knowledge to research and find the resources that you're after. I hope it will be especially helpful for those of you who might be returning to school or starting university at this time of year. So my plan is to begin with a brief overview of the National Library and then do a walkthrough of how to access our collections. We will have a look at our website, at our catalogue and at online facilities such as our e-resources. Generally speaking, I will try to provide a particular focus on digital material which is easily available to people everywhere, not just those of you in Canberra. Now some of this may be familiar to you, but hopefully I cover some new and useful information. On that note, let's get started. I'm going to start with some background information on how the library works, what kinds of collections we have, how we store them, where we store them, basically the systems that inform our processes. Understanding our collections can help you understand why we do things in a certain way. The library's role, as defined by the National Library Act 1960, is to ensure that documentary resources of national significance relating to Australia and the Australian people as well as significant non-Australian library materials are collected, preserved and made accessible. We, we refer to that through our mission to collect, connect and collaborate. These principles underpin all the work that we do and all the services we offer, including the webinar that we're doing today. You'll find these resources somewhere in our 279 kilometres of shelving, approximately 10 million collection items. Physical items can refer to books, magazines, newspapers and journals of all types, but also material on microform or in audiovisual format, pictures, photographs, maps, objects and manuscript material. We also have digital material. Our digital collection currently contains 2.14 petabytes of digital storage, a petabyte being 1,000 million million bytes. So you can imagine how large that is. And bear in mind that we're constantly growing our collection. Our library building in Canberra receives about half a million on-site visitors every year. Our website, however, received around 1.23 million visitors in 2019-2020, which shows we're getting more traffic in the online space. That's one of the major reasons why the focus of today is to highlight our digital collections and what you can access from the comfort of your home. First of all, we better find the website. <laughs> Knowing that we have this large collection doesn't give you a sense of the breadth of our collection. I thought it might be useful to start with a blank search engine page. All of our material does have a library's URL printed on it, but if you do a Google search for NLA or the National Library of Australia, you'll find it very easily. Um, the first thing you can do is click on our homepage, and I'll just close that little bit at the top, and you'll see what we've got here. Um, the first thing you'll see is our banner, or we call this a carousel because it goes through the different things that we have available at the moment. Um, this shows you what our major exhibitions or events are. Above that, you can see this series of links to take you to different parts of the library and the different functions that we have. Below the carousel, 
you can see our catalogue search box here and build up below that again we've got our collections in e-resources and trove and other options that we'll come to later. So in the process of getting to grips with our collection this very first page of the website is a really good place to start. This will look a bit different if you're using a phone or a tablet but the content is all here. You'll find this menu at the top of the page in the main website and on every page in the main website. You can always come back to the home page by using the library logo at the top of every page. It's a good trick to know if you find yourself lost anywhere on this website, you just click the logo and start back at the home page. Now I did say I would give you a rough idea of what we collect. I won't spend much time on it, but I wanted to draw your attention to this very first option under collections. If you hover your mouse over the word collections, you can see the drop down menu. Our recent acquisition highlights um, gives updates every so often. It's not regular, but it's still a great way to discover some of the more exciting new items we have. The other collection links give you some more general information about the range of material we cover. So in this case, I'll go into maps. For example, our collection page on maps here. It's only a brief description, of course, but I find that it helps to understand what types of material you might find in our catalogue. You might be researching your local area, for example. And in your research, you might find a map or several maps from different time periods, or pictures of the area showing how your local area has grown and evolved over time. And we've got lots of highlights down here, and I can leave you to click on that in your own time. Um, we can go back to the collection pages at the top and you can see the other types of collection information we have there. Um, and there are other information such as building our collections, um, which includes information on legal deposit. I'll just click through to tell you very quickly about legal deposit. That's worth noting if any of you are budding authors because um, under, under the, um, the Library Act, every item that is published in Australia or has significant information about Australia is le legally required to be deposited with the library. So you can find all library, all Australian items in our library collection. Um, we better go back now to using the library. So we've looked a little bit at collections and now to using the library. Here is the getting started section here, where you can find the most basic functions to use the library. The first thing is getting a library card, and maybe well be one of the most important of these links. I can confirm that for most of our collection, you will need a library card to access it. Every library system has its own information management system, so you can't, cannot use your state library, public library or any other library card to use our collection. And the getting library card link is here and it just takes you through to a form where you can apply for the library card and it can be sent to you at your residential address if you live in Australia. Registration is free and open to everyone living in Australia. Of course, you do not have to register if you only want to browse our collection records. And so we can do that today. We'll go back to our homepage using the logo. 
So there's a couple of more facilities I will mention on our Using the Library pages. And the first one is the uh, under research and uh, research tools and resources. We have a section for research guides and they're here to help you help you find what you're after. Let's take a look at an example. I'll just click through and you can see the research guides are all listed alphabetically, but you can also limit by topic, filter by topic here. And so we'll choose literature and Australian literature. And so you can see everything that's available, not <laughs> everything that's available that we've put together for you in these subject areas in, for Australian literature in the library. Um, the library's holdings are vast and can sometimes be intimidating to navigate. So the research guides are here to help you with that. Scrolling through the guide, you can see we've broken it up and each guide has a menu there. As you can see, our research guides won't necessarily go right down to individual titles, but again, like our collections pages, they can help give you a sense of other research paths or interests that you could explore in our collections. And you can also find some fun examples of other uh, questions. For example, we've got our FAQs and you can see what the type of things that people have asked and how we've been able to um, answer them using some of our databases or our library materials. And it certainly will help you show the type of things that we have in the collections and how to find them. Before we jump into the catalogue, I'd like to touch on our Ask a Librarian service. We've looked at some of the ways you can use our website to find information about our collections and about how to access them. And in a minute, I'll take you through how to search the catalogue. But in all of this, it's worth noting that you're always welcome to contact us with questions or concerns via our Ask a Librarian service. You can submit an inquiry using this online form. You can find it here under Ask a Librarian. The online form is useful so we can send you back links detailed instructions, lists of relevant information and so on. To submit a question, click on the red Enquire button and fill in the form. While you don't need to provide lots of information, it does help to have precise information. Research keywords or specific books or journals you've already looked at or, whether, or ones that you want, that sort of thing, it, and everything that you've already tried. It saves us replicating searches that you may have already done. Our reference staff will respond within seven working days and we can spend up to an hour on each inquiry, including researching and submitting the response. I will say that we can't undertake extensive research for inquiries. For example, we can't complete assignments or answer essay questions, but we can help you locate information within our collection or point you in the right direction to continue your own research. So now we get to the most interesting part of, of getting to grips with our collection. I've talked you through a broad overview of what we collect and how we collect it and where you find help starting your research. But in the end, it does come down to looking for one particular book, newspaper or whatever in our catalogue. So you'll need to go back always to the home page. This the very first page of the website. No matter where else you are on the website, go back to the home page to find the catalogue here. You can search directly here in this search bar or you can go straight to the catalogue with that link there. So if you're on the home page, you just simply scroll under the big banner and you can type in your search terms here. 
Type in a title, author name, publisher or keyword to start your research. I'll show you some of the features you can use to search and refine results in your catalogue. Now my example today is going to be economics. And click on search. And you can see the results list for this simple search term, economics. Each title is listed here at the top and the bottom of the of the page. Uh, there are numbers to go through to the next page. So if you scroll right down to the bottom, you'll see the next page coming up there as well. And we'll go to page two. And we'll do a quick look at one of the catalogue records to give you a sense of how to understand the information in it. So if I scroll down here and find a likely looking example, let's try this economics, a new introduction by Hugh Stretton. The catalogue gives you a quick snapshot of the item. Here's the author to start with. So we've got the title here, Economics, A New Introduction, and the author is written here at the top, and also there's a link to the author's name. If you click on that, you will see other publications by the same author. And in this case, there's a little biography as well. This doesn't always happen, but if it's uh, um, taken, this in this case, by Wikipedia, has given us this example and sometimes it comes from the Australian Dictionary of Biography. Um, and you can see all the other things that the author has written or co-written. And so that's what you get if you go on the author link. And then the next one you find under here is the description. So you can see here the description gives you the place of publication, the publisher and the year of publication. So you know that it's a, a if it's a recent title or a historical title. In the summary under here, some records will have a, a summary section or a detailed description. Not all items have this level of detail. Some may have more and others have nothing. It tends to come from the back of the book or um, a publisher's description that the catalogers have used. Um, in this case, we've got uh, economics in the subject area. So we've got uh, the subject areas here are also clickable and you can go through to find other books with the same subject. So for example here if you're interested in economic history 20th century you can click on that and you can go through to several other results in the same subject area. Let's just go back to the record. At the bottom of the record here you can see the request button and this is to request the item to read in our reading rooms. In this case it's not available online and you collect it from the main reading room, it'll be delivered there to you but you need to request it using your library card. If you click on that request button you'll be prompted to log in with your card number. I'll just go back and then after you've uh, put in your card number you can review your title before you submit the submit the request. I might just quickly point out the function back in the record under cite this. This link generates a permanent link that you can use in the future. You can save that and go straight back to this title again and it also gives a full citation in a number of different style guides. These can be useful for keeping track of titles and using them in your reference list. Note as well that these style guides are auto-generated, so you'll need to keep an eye out for any inconsistencies and make sure that generated reference adheres to the style you've been asked to use. 
We also have another option here, which is the favorite option. So add to favorites. If you want to keep a list of books that are useful for your research, you can add it to your favorites. You do need to be logged in to use this. So again, if you click on that, you'll be prompted to log in with your card. But it will keep a list and you can sort them and uh, keep them there for as long as you like. So that's how to read and use a catalogue record. But if we go back to search results here, we can see our long list again of all the titles and we can show you how to narrow that search a bit to, to find something, you know, rather than looking at these three million or whatever we have um, to search through. So if you can see this uh, default items at the top, You'll notice that it, the default is all fields and we haven't added any limits. So in this case, if you're only looking for books with economics in the title, you can choose title there and you can add limits. And for example, you might only want to look at a book and then you can find that and you can narrow down your research, research quite a bit, your, your results quite a bit. And you can see other items that are only books and only with economics in the title. But if you knew you were looking for something specific, you can just run that in the title search. Okay, so I'm going to show you our search history here. And we're going to actually go back to our original search. So you, if you keep an eye that you lose your place on what you're searching, you can use the search history to go back to your original search. In this case, we're back to our search and we're going to narrow it, not using these uh, limits at the top, but this narrow the search on the side. So here you've got all the formats that we've got um, here, not just books, but microfilm, journal, pictures, audio. Audio uh, refers to oral histories, manuscripts and other types. We also have the e-resources. So you can, we'll go back to that later. You can limit to the subject area that you're looking at in particular, or the decade in which it was published and the language that it's in. So you've got all ways of, of narrowing down a very broad search to find exactly what you're looking for. The most interesting option, particularly for today's webinar, is the e-resources one, which is here on the narrow search page. In this case, digital re resources refers to any and all of our digital content. It's worth noting from the outset that this can be three types of material. Material that is actually digital, such as e-books that we have collected or have been deposited with us in electronic format, or material that we have digitised and is usually freely available, such as old books or newspapers or images. Material through databases that were described to are the third type. If you click on All Online, you will get material from all three sources. If you click on NLA Digital Material Only, you'll limit the results to digital material specific to our collection. That is what we hold as part of our collection and that we have digitised. I'll have a look at the subscription databases in a little while, but at the moment we're looking at just the NLA Digital Material and you can see these items here. Um, in this first example, we've got uh, Economics by Doug McTaggart, and that's uh, an item that has been deposited with us, with the National 
e-deposit scheme. And it's just like a, a print book, but it's only been published electronically, so it's only available online. This is due to copyright restrictions, and you'll see that it's only available in, this, in the website. There's no print version of this. These are also available through your state libraries. So if we go back to the results page for the NLA digital material, you can see the third uh, option here, the Economics of Australian Land Bridge, that has been published by the uh, Bureau of Transport Economics and they've allowed us to digitise it or have it available through, through the website. And if you click on that online version there, you can see that it will go straight through to the item on the screen in a minute. There it is there. So quite a few of these have been, uh, um, are available through the website. It all depends on the type of thing that you're looking for. And uh, we should now go straight to our subscribe databases because these are the ones that you can find from home. So if we just go back to our search history and look at our economics, which is our big search, um, here's an interesting thing for you to find. If you're in our catalogue, um, you can go straight to our e-resources portal from the search that you have just done. To continue to search for economics in e-resources, just go to this link right at the top of the screen. Um, you can click on e-resources to find our database, our subscription databases right here. You will be asked to accept our terms and conditions first. And this link will also work best if you're already logged in with your library card in the catalogue. It will take you to the database portal. The first time in each browsing session that you open this page, you will get a terms and conditions pop-up. Read it, consider if you're happy to, to go ahead, and if you are, click accept. You will then see our current search term, economics, in the online databases. These results are journals and articles with default set at showing full text items you can continue to browse items on these pages and you'll be able to, because they're full text, you'll be able to open, up, open them as well. If you're not logged in, you can click up here to log in to see the full text of these items. You can, however, bypass the catalogue and go straight to the e-resources pages. So first off, I'll use this logo to go to the home page and then scroll to the section under the catalogue link and under the banner at the top and you can see the e-resources link here. If you start on this page, you'll need to log in. I'll just open up the page. It won't ask us for the terms and conditions accepted now because we've already done that once, but you will need to log in with your library card here first if you start on this page. And I can do that quickly because I'm in the library building. The first step is similar to a catalogue search, but the results are from online databases, not catalogue uh, library collections. So let's start with a search for chemistry because we like big broad searches. Search for that and you can see all the results we get for chemistry. Um, now just like on the catalogue page you can narrow them your searches here because again you've got a lot of results. 
So you can refine your results on this side, uh, just like before the default is always full text and you can view the articles in full text by clicking on the links here. Uh, so full text is already checked but you can deselect this if you're looking only for references or abstracts. Um, another option is to limit by date because you're not sure if you want all those in chemistry. So you can limit by the date. We'll choose just um, publications from 2020 to 2021 and then, then you'll only be getting the recent publications. You can also limit by format. Uh, for example, you might just want academic journals and you can limit by subject as well within that broad search. So you can choose one of these here. Um, so I can, you can just uh, play around with that and see how you go with it. But there are other options to search e-resources other than a straight keyword search. So let's just use this title to go back to the e-resources page. A really useful way to find different resources, especially when you're new to our collection, is in the second tab. That's this one, Browse resources This is the part where you really get a sense of what's available. If you look down the left-hand side of this menu, menu, you'll notice there are three symbols. The first one is the globe, which indicates free resources. And the yellow keys are supposed to look like you can unlock all the licensed resources when you're logged in. You need your library card for that one. And the on-site resources, which looks like a little, it's supposed to look like a little library building. And that's, those are the resources that are only available in the library. Uh, the, the free resources are available to anyone and they're usually websites run by third parties, but we found them useful and authoritative, so we're happy to provide links to them to our readers. The licensed e-resources are the ones that you need your library card. I'm repeating myself a bit, but just to make sure you know you can get a library card and look at our licensed resources. Unfortunately, we can't provide this, these on-site resources for, for people who don't come to the building. It's due to um, publishers restrictions. So those are the different access levels. Beneath these three symbols, you're able to browse by category. For example, if you wanted to look at law and politics, you can click down and you can see the different subjects we've got under there. Or if you want to look at arts and humanities, you can see all the different items we've got there and you can click on any of these, click on history and they will come up here in the pane next to it. Uh, you can also search directly up here for some of these. Um, for example, my, one of my favourite ones is your newspapers, your overseas newspapers, and you can see they all come up here. So we've got all the different um, newspapers from around the world, British newspapers and so on. But if you want to just search directly for one of your newspapers, you can see we've got the New York Times. And there it is there, the New York Times. When you find the item that you want, you click into this link here to take you out of our website, out of our e-resources portal, and although access is provided by the National Library, it's then taken into the New York Times website. Um, each of the databases will have their own help section and will give you options for logging in and, and saving things in folders if you want to. And also notice the websites might have different um, Restrictions, for example, this one, the coverage is uh, only from 2008 to three months ago. So you can only get, you can't get the newspapers for the last three months.
but it's all full text uh, from 2008 up until the last three months. Uh, this opens in a new browser, a new browser window tab. <laughs> so we can go back to our original e-resources and you can go back again to the home page and you can find the other option in e-resources is publications A to Z. And you can search for journals or books here. So if you know of a particular journal that you want, you can do your title search here or you can uh, click on any of the um, alphabet to find a, a, a list of titles. In this case, I can search for nature. If I can spell it, there we go. And search for that. And it will come up to, it will eventually come up to a page with nature and different uh, journals with nature in the title. And in this case, we've, we can look at the first one. You can see full text access from these three databases. So if we click on the first one, and you can see what dates it has available, 1997 to 2015. If we click on the first one, then it will open another page with the date range there beside it. So if you know that you're looking for a, um, an article in this journal that was published in August 2015, you can search that way. Especially if you've got the issue number, you can check it that way. You can also search within this publication using this link here. Okay, so if we're happy with our e-resources, oh, just one other thing to show you in e-resources, don't forget there's a help tab here. And if you can't remember what I've told you today, or if you need more, there's another little link there for another screencast of how to find e-resources. Okay, so we get back to our homepage again, and I really can't talk about digital resources without providing a brief introduction to Trove. So I'm sure you know by now where you can find the Trove link because you will have seen it before as I'm scrolling down and you can see Trove here. Or in fact, your search engine will find it very quickly. I don't know how familiar you are with Trove, but it's a fantastic freely available online research tool. It's actually a discovery service. So a whole range of different Australian libraries, archives and other collecting institutions have contributed their collections to Trove. It's really helpful to have in one place, you can search for material that is held across state libraries, heritage libraries, historical societies, university libraries, even the ABC and parliamentary library contribute audio collections to Trove. Trove is great for finding out not only what may be useful to you, but also where you can find it anywhere in Australia. Let's have a look at a search. So today we'll search for Murray River and I'm searching over all categories and but the only thing I'm putting is my um, quotation marks around the search terms just to get that phrase at the top of the results list. And it's unbelievable what you can see because you'll see many long pages of everything about the Murray River. Um, it has, you can see across here, you've got the different categories, the first one being newspaper and gazettes, which always comes at the top, but there are different categories which are all listed across the top here, and you can scroll down to see the different ones, and then use these links to go into all the results in that format. Um, I'm just click through, I think, to the images, maps, maps and archives, uh, artefacts 
format. Just to show you that you will see quite a few online and you can see they're from different libraries. So we've got State Library of South Australia. We've got some from Flickr. Um, they're contributed by many people all over Australia. S many will be online, but some won't be online. So you'll actually have to click through to find them. And the way you, you find these is to actually click through to the State Library and you would view it that way. Use this link here. Um, I won't go into more detail about everything Trove to do, but if you need to know more, there's the help pages up here, which gives you a lot of uh, information about searching in different categories. They're also getting started on Trove webinars um, and that you can find on our webpage channel, a uh, webpage or our YouTube channel, which brings me back, I think, to our homepage. There's no link to NLA on Trove, but we can find it, as I said earlier, very easily. Um, so we have one, a few final things on our web page and one is our social media channels. The library uses a range of social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud. Find them down here right at the bottom of the page under here, connect. Um, I might just mention though that if you do ask a question on Facebook or Twitter, if it's a research question such as um, how do I find a particular item in your library, our Facebook uh, social media staff don't answer those questions. They'll ask you to use Ask a Librarian. So quite often it's best to go straight to Ask a Librarian for research questions. But Facebook, Twitter and all these other things are good for connecting with the library. Um, you can also go back up here again <laughs> to the top to find out other things about what's on at the library. You can choose this one to see what's on and what you can book to find and what you can see online. Um, the other option is the learning program, which we're using today. If I click on learning program here and just to the left hand side, you can find learning program and learning videos. The left hand side, sorry, is digital classroom. <laughs> and there are multiple other playlists in the channel not just learning programs. There are past event recordings, gallery tours, videos from our digital classroom, our online resources for primary and secondary school teachers, and videos from our NLA fellows presenting their research, all free and available 24-7. So it's definitely worth checking out. And finally, we can have a quick look at blogs, which you can find under stories, and blogs are here. These often delve into the deep end of some of our collections and operations here at the library and give some useful information that might help you with your research. They're written by staff members, researchers and occasionally guest authors. New blogs are added regularly so keep checking in. And just so I can find a blog for you, I can show you this um, search option here and we'll do a quick search for, let's do snake and you can see any number of blogs <laughs> that are about snakes. And you can find um, where people, where uh, we've had uh, questions about snakes or collection material about snakes. And just to show you that, because to remind you that we also have this search option at the top of the page to find anything you need 
in the library, in the library website as well as the catalogue. That's probably a good place to wrap things up. I hope that you have found some of the information I've shared useful or that you think it might be useful in your future studies. Thank you.